Hello and welcome to the Beatles World Cup Best of Edition, where we are talking about the best things, it's a fairly broad term, uh, Mm -hmm. in the Beatles world. Last week we talked about the best non-standard instrument to appear on a Beatles song. This week something a little bit different, Rob, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not about the music, sort of. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. more about the Beatles and uh, other people's views on the Beatles, or maybe the Beatles' views on themselves, uh, Mm -hmm. because we're talking about the best source of information. And that's kind of broadly talking about reference books or documentaries or or, or non-fiction produced media that tells us a bit more about the Fab Four in Mm. detail. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, Jono. Lots to talk about. The best source of Beatles information. Let's do it. Hey Rob, it was very kind of you last week to suggest that we were the best source of information. Um, I'm not sure anyone would agree with that, but nice to, well, to suggest. With all with all the anecdotes I tell about myself, Jono, they're all quite factual, so, you know. The best source of Rob information definitely <laughs> yeah, is it. this podcast. Okay, uh, let's get into it. Now, what I'm thinking is, I, I think we can broadly break this down into two chunks, right? So one is maybe uh, like televisual uh, mm-hmm. realms and the other one could be more of the printed variety what do you reckon that sounds good to me because i've got uh at least a couple in each yeah okay should we talk about televisual first and sure and i guess there's there's probably you know three big televisual or, or sort of visual media that's been produced that you could say was i guess a beatles reference see if i've got this right let it be mm-hmm. the documentary anthology mm-hmm. and get back Oh, <laughs> only one of those is on my list oh. of three. <laughs> so uh, I, I agree completely with anthology. But in terms of being a source of information, I take information to be, you know, broader than just what they were doing on one album. You know, so something like Get Back, I I didn't even really consider. Wow. Just, yeah. the, just the biggest Beatles documentary probably... <laughs> Well, certainly the longest. <laughs> Is that what you mean by biggest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'll, I'll start by saying, if you asked me this question, Jono, in the 80s, I would have said it's The Complete Beatles, which is a documentary narrated by Malcolm McDowell. And to some people, it's still the best Beatles documentary because it it looks not just at the music, but at cultural references, it even has sort of an academic take on things, really diverse bunch of interviewees, um, even like Horst uh, Fascher, who ran one of the clubs they were playing in in Hamburg at the time. And because it's not a Beatles authorized doco, I think some people really appreciate it for that. Obviously, if you looked at it today, it does look like a 1980s doco. It's not as slick as a modern doco, but it's very good and it's not Beatles approved. So it it can just do its own thing. Mm. So there's that. That's if you ask me in the 80s. I think that really has to be anthology, which came out, of course, in the 90s. 
you know, because, funnily enough, because of the band's involvement, because of everything they contributed to it, which was all new and unique stuff, whether it was new songs they were recording for it, the new interviews they were doing for it, you know, uh, and all of that. And the third one I was thinking of, and this falls into the same category as, say, a get back, is something like Eight Days a Week, the Ron Howard mm. film which is very modern and it's very stylish to watch, but it's just about the touring years. It's just about like 62 to 66, I think, if I've got that right. Mm. You know, if you want the big picture from the guys themselves, it's anthology first and daylight second. But, you know, I do have a, a soft spot, as I say, for complete Beatles, and I do have a soft spot for things like eight days a week as well. Yeah. yeah. Eight days a week, I remember watching that and going, that the, the footage of their performances when they're in like, you know, in England and mm-hmm. sort of the, the, the fans screaming and it was like this frenzy and the way that they'd obviously, you know, restored the footage. It looked amazing. Yeah, it does. Like absolutely. It's like they'd put in cameras today and shot it. It was beautiful. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't get couldn't get over that. That was that was amazing. Yeah, um, it's it's a disc that the work bestie still has yet to borrow. She's mm. been on a bit of a borrowing spree from me lately, but uh, she hasn't borrowed that one yet. So I might have to wave it around a bit. And say, watch this one; it's really good. Have you seen Let It Be, the original? Yes, I have a bootleg DVD of that. Uh. Yeah. Because it's never been officially released no. uh, on, on DVD, at least. So it was on VHS, and VHS copies pass between collectors for huge amounts of money these days. And this was the one that people were sort of saying. It's like how, you know, when you look at old 70s photos, the mm-hmm. way that the, the film was processed gives everything like a brownie, sepia kind of vibe. So you just think yeah. that the 70s was all just oranges and browns, but actually a lot of that's just the way that photos were developed, which I find yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Um, the thing with let it be from what I understand is because there hasn't been like a proper pristine print put out, it is kind of like slightly muddy and a bit dark and it looks just a bit grainy and a bit grim, which adds to the vibe of the thing, which is, which is a bit grim as well. Yeah. But if you look at get back with it all restored and the colors all brought up and it looking, you know, totally different look from what I understand. Because I've never seen Let It Be, the original documentary. Oh yeah, it is a, a totally different look. I mean, the 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 modern the modern take on it. It feels like you could walk into the frame. It feels like it's mm. was recorded a week ago. You know, it's it's insane how that one looks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Now anthology, and I did notice a couple of listeners on Twitter mentioning that they have done a rewatch of anthology mm-hmm. inspired by us, which was very nice. Yes. Thank you. Um, I so anthology's always been a bit of a strange one for me because it is amazing and the stuff that you get out is you know straight from the horse's mouth and obviously access to a huge amount of archive footage and and everything. Um the whole thing though feels like it's like it's not the it's not the whole story. It's kind mm-hmm. of their story that's had a few bits scrubbed out and a few bits glossed over and it doesn't it feels very much like a I wouldn't call it a documentary, a pure documentary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bit like I don't want. I thought I'd never mention this, but like Harry and Meghan on Netflix, <laughs> right? It's called a documentary by Netflix, but really it's just their story by them. There's no, there's mm. no critical side of it. That's right. 
um, no dissenting voices, you know. And it's kind of a bit like that with anthology. Like, they kind of go into certain things. But all in all, I remember watching it a couple of years ago and just going, eh, this feels like they're, yeah, they're kind of mm. skirting some issues. And Yeah, like they talk about issues they had in the Philippines, but, you know, well, that's pretty safe to talk about because no one liked that regime, for example. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, there, funny- are, there are other things that aren't in there at all. It is funny when they shot, obviously shot it, what, sort of mid, mid-90s, mid early to mid-90s, and mm. the hair and the, uh, the, the clothes that <laughs> the three surviving band members are wearing are very early 90s and you know have not what's weird? aged well. No, they haven't. But you know what's weird? When I look at it now, I remember at the time watching and thinking, God, hasn't Macca got old? And I look at it now and think, gosh, Macca looks so young. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Um, I'm, I still can't believe you've let Get Back go or didn't even think about it. Um, but yeah, I suppose I didn't have very... a very good experience with it, John. No, I know you didn't. You've mentioned that a few times. Yeah. Uh, a bit long for you. Yeah, look, I found it interesting to see the footage, but I kind of knew what to expect. Like I say, I love the scrubbed up print. It looks amazing. And it was interesting to see certain things like um, the, the the genesis of certain songs and stuff. And yes, it is more interesting than the Let It Be movie, but it is. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's self indulgent, but it turns out to be self indulgent with it's the way like we have this footage, so we're going to show you this, and we're going to show you this, and there's not much reason to be showing you this, but we're going to show you this and this and this and this, and it's like oh. I'd, I'd, I'd kill to see like a good two, two and a half hour edit of this, honestly. And we only play all the songs once. Hey, um, um, Peter Jackson has been talking about a director's cut. Well, that'd suit me down to the ground. <laughs> no, no. A director's cut. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, I was thinking in, in a... <laughs> no, no. Come on. This is Peter Jackson you're talking about here. A director's oh, no. cut. So this so, is like 38 we, hours or something. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh lord anyway so so your yeah. best visual one you're saying anthology i think so mm. but i recognize the issues that you're raising because conversely when i was talking about complete beatles i was saying people like that because it's not a beatles made thing mm. it is an independent sort of take uh on things as i say it's showing its age these days but it's it's really good I'll tell you something else, we, which we completely skirted over. There are there are quite a few Beatles documentaries on, uh, like, Amazon Prime, Prime Video. You know, you know, when you sort of go into some of these streamers and you oh. type in the Beatles and there's like half a dozen Beatles documentaries on there, but they're all terrible. They're all there's just a- with, like, stock photos and they can't use the music. And it's I was going to say, there's a load of budget stuff on Amazon Prime once yeah. you start digging. It's yeah. the stuff that you see outside music stores, if, if you have yep. a music store that still exists near you, like $1.99 DVDs. Yeah, That's yeah. the kind of documentaries yes. you find there. Yeah, absolutely. So there are sort of those. Um Look, I would just say from a visual point of view, just get back just purely from the the, the fact that you got to get so down and inside a, a snapshot of time. Realise it's not covering everything, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, in terms of like books, I'm not sure how many Beatles books you own, Rob. I've got a mm. fair whack sitting here. Um, mm-hmm. What would you What would you say are your top ones? Well, it really depends on what you're what you're after, you know. 
I had a book, I still have the book actually, called Remember by Mike McCartney. And I would just stare at this over and over and over in the 1990s. Basically, it's Paul's brother, Mike McCartney, who sometimes goes by the name Mike McGear. Um, He was photographing Paul in the early days. And so there's all these great images, pre-Beatles, and then as the Beatles are becoming a thing, and great accompanying text from Mike McCartney, who was obviously there at the time. But obviously, it's not the full story. Something like All the Songs, which is the book, uh, the work Bestie bought for me last year. That's a ripper if you want to know about individual songs. And then, of course, there are all the Mark Lewison books, which are mm. like, you know, train spotters guides to the Beatles. If you've never seen one, folks, it's like at 9.27 a.m. on February 6, George was recording a guitar part. You know, at 9.32, Paul went to the bathroom and popped yeah. a pimple. You yeah. know, just just it's, mind-blowing in detail. Yeah, he's so he's done the – or he's announced a three-volume set. Mm. Um. I think the first one released quite a few years ago now, I think, which covered everything up to, I think, 1963. Right. The next one's 63 to 66. The next one's 66 to 69 or 70. But mm. he's years away from doing volume two. Like these are crazy researched ma- yeah. masterpieces. And for that reason, they're a bit dry. Yes. You know, you, you don't read them start to finish for pleasure. They're, they're more like textbooks, mm. in a way, for Beatles scholars, but they are very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, is, would that make it onto your top list? Lewis and Books? Yeah. I, yeah, look, I think so. Like I say, don't, listeners, don't read these start to finish for pleasure. But if you want a source of information, the books he's made to date and the ones he is going to make, just, just great. Excellent. I have got a bunch of books here. They're literally sitting in front of me. And none none of these are, you know, the best of all time, but they're really good reads. Obviously, Shout by Philip Norman was always a big thing. It was like the first big biography of the Beatles, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it came out just post John's death. It was like early 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, which is good. Revolution in the Head uh, is a great book. That one basically goes through each song individually and just breaks it down and, and, and talks about it and has a little essay on, on each one, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Can't Buy Me Love, The Beatles, Britain in America uh, by Jonathan Gould. Also excellent. Has an amazing... Uh, it basically goes through each album uh, chronological story but like goes through each album and talks about each track briefly on some but sort of extended on others but the section which is a couple of pages long on Eleanor Rigby is just beautifully written and just breaks the song down so well oh nice so, can't make me love Jonathan Gould just read the Eleanor Rigby bit and you'll be blown away uh, Beatles 66 by Steve Turner um, mm-hmm. which essentially goes through 1966 chronologically again as well which is fascinating uh you never give me your money the beatles after the breakup peter doggett um, basically goes through uh everything from 1970 onwards Mm -hmm. and all the trials and tribulations there um but uh my favorite book which i think it was done i'm just gonna have a quick look at it now it's quite heavy uh when it was published 1988 it was published and I don't think it's been updated since, but it is amazing. And it is by the author that you mentioned, Mark Lewison. 
mm-hmm. Lewison, sorry. Uh, it is called the Complete Beatles Recording Sessions. Yeah. The official story of the Abbey Road years, and it's amazing. And yes, very much like that kind of, you know, I'm just skimming through it now. Uh, where are we? Uh, Wednesday, the 2nd of October, 1968. Overdubs for Honey Pie, lead vocal and lead guitar, both the work of Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday, the 3rd of October, Savoy Truffle, spanning two studios. There's a little story. It literally tells them it's, it's, a, it's a date, like it goes through dates, but it's also got interesting stories about each song, about each album, mm-hmm. about some of the photo shoots they did. Uh, really good. Some great photos in there as well. And for a, for a reference book that was produced, you know, 30 something years ago, very yeah. good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. The, the way he researched that. Old school, old school man, you know. 350 colour and black and white photographs and illustrations, including rare photos by Linda McCartney. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, reproductions of Abbey Road recording sheets, tape boxes, album cover sleeves, memos, contracts, press releases. It's great. It is great. It's the sort of book that I wish, I'm not sure if they ever did one for Doctor Who like that, but it'd be amazing if they did. Mm. Yeah, in that much detail. I mean, there's certainly books that go through day by day and stuff. Mm. Um, uh, key to time, I think, does that for the Doctor Who fans out there, <laughs> but, but not in as much detail as Mark Lewis. No, no. no. Um, come on, Andrew. Is it Andrew Pixley? That's the the guy that does all the in depth stuff. He does some good work. Yeah, he should do it. He should write mm. a book. Uh, yeah. So that's my that's my pick. In fact, that's my pick for my favourite source of information is the Complete Beatles recording sessions. Very good. It's a wonderful book, and if you can find it, I'm not sure if they've ever re released it or not, but uh, it is. A good read. Mm-hmm. A special shout out, can I just say, for uh, a little Christmas present that I got myself, mm-hmm. uh, which was Paul McCartney, The Lyrics. Oh, yes. Mm. Great book. Huge time. It's done in alphabetical order. So it's, I think the first one's A to L and the next one's M to Z. And great. Lots of interesting photos in there as well. I think Mike McCartney did the cover shot oh, of the okay. whole book. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a bit in there, but no, really good. Uh, not cheap, but if you want to, you know, do you know why I bought it, Rob? I bought Tell me, it to congratulate myself for getting through a year of producing mm-hmm. the Beatles World Cup podcast. Oh, good it's on like you. a little, little kind of like, yes, we did it. Nice. So there we go. I didn't buy you anything. Sorry. <laughs> it's <was a> purely <laughs> selfish. <laughs> I'll buy you a pint next time in Australia. That would be nice. Mm. That would be nice. There we go. Hey, uh, that is the uh, end of, of sort of our run of the best ofs for the Beatles World Cup. But what we're thinking is we'd like to know what you would like to uh, hear about. So if you've got some ideas of best ofs that you would like us to talk about next week, we would love mm. to hear from you. Mm. That could bring up some interesting topics. Could indeed. Um, we're all about, you know, user generated content. <laughs> Yes. Saves us having to think of a topic. Uh, but yeah, if you could uh, maybe go onto Twitter at Beatles World Cup and uh, drop us a little a little message on there, and maybe some suggestions of topics for next week. And we'd love to we'd love to record some more of these. They're fun. Yeah, they are fun. Mm. Yeah. And I promise you that we are going to be getting onto our regular schedule sometime soon of uh, the <laughs> knockout rounds of our sixty four songs that are still alive in the official World Cup. It's coming. It is coming. I promise you that. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, until next week, where we we talk about what you tell us to talk about, mm-hmm. we will uh, we will we'll just relax and wait. Yeah. <laughs> Feed we'll up. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> See you then. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>